It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Oakland Raiders. Just win. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Just win. Your team. Just win. Every day. Just win. The autumn wind is a pirate, blustering in from sea. With a rollicking song, he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. His face is weather beaten. He wears a hooded sash. With a silver hat about his head and a bristling black mustache, he growls as he storms the country, a villain big and bold. And the trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. What's up, what's up, what's up, Raider Nation? Back again for another episode of Locked On Raiders Podcast. I am your host, your boy Q. You can find me on Twitter at all times, at your boy Q254. And uh, excited to be back for another episode. And uh, today, the cool thing about the episode is in a matter of hours, in a matter of hours... The Raiders are going to be playing preseason game number two. Matter of fact, it kicks off 4 p.m. Eastern time, 3 p.m. Central time, and of course, 1 p.m. on the West Coast. So uh, very excited. Going to bring you this podcast and give you a little something-something to listen to before you actually sit down, settle in, and get excited for some Raiders-Rams football. Even though I will say, and I'll say right off the top, I do not agree with the fact that the Raiders are playing the Rams. Preseason game number two, and then have to turn around and play them week one of the regular season. I'm just going to throw that out there right now. I'm just going to go ahead and, and kind of put that disclaimer out there ahead of time. But uh, yeah, pretty excited that it's already preseason week number two. That means there's only a couple more. Then we'll, uh, we'll see what the Raiders do with the 53-man roster, who makes the cut, who does not. And then boom, bang, bing, it's time to get into the regular season. So yeah, please believe, Raider Nation, we're itching and itching and getting a little bit closer and closer and closer to regular season Raider Nation football that Monday night in the Oakley Coliseum. Raiders Rams, that's the official return of John Gruden. Going to be exciting. But uh, right now, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. This is the third episode of the Locked On Raider podcast with your boy Q. In segment one today, I want to talk about the reasonable expectations for John Gruden in year one with the Raiders. Also want to touch on his contract situation, 10 years, $100 million, con- you know, that's been talked about a lot. Just going to kind of briefly go over that. That's going to be a segment one. Reasonable expectations for John Gruden in year one with the Raiders. And at all times, I always want to hear feedback. You can always hit me up at yourboyq254, at yourboyq254 on Twitter, or the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Please leave your name because I want to give you props on making that call. So uh, segment two, uh, you'll hear an interview I did with my man Drew Hoffer from KMBR in the Bay Area. A very 
professional interview. My guy is a, a very professional radio dude in, in the Bay, KMBR Radio, a longtime radio station, a longtime uh, flagship for all sports in the Bay Area. But uh, Drew Hoffer is a Raider fan, but like I said, he keeps it all the way real all the time. No looking through silver and black glasses. Uh, he tells you the real. So a uh, good interview that you'll hear with Drew Hoffer from KMBR Radio in the Bay Area in segment number two. You can always check out Drew on Twitter, at Drew Hoffer on Twitter. And segment three, I'm going to talk exactly about what I'm looking from, looking for in this afternoon's game versus the Rams. There's a few guys in particular that I'm going to focus on, and I really don't care about the score. That never matters in preseason. But, you know, want to definitely talk about a few players in general and kind of just get an idea of, uh, you know, of where they're at. Before I go any further, I want to tell you about my good friends at Vivid Seats and what Vivid Seats can do for you and who they are. They are an online event ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that last a lifetime. Vivid Seats, they offer great prices for NFL games and all live events. You know the NFL's returning. It's right around the corner. Locked on listeners can receive 10% off their first purchase with Vivid Seats. What you got to do? Go to VividSeats.com or download the podcast and enter promo code Locked On, which is one word. That's Locked On. New customers only. Off is good through the end of August, so get on it. All right, all Vivid Seats confirmed orders are backed by 100% guarantee. All right, now that we got that taken care of, Raider Nation expectations. John Gruden back, first year back with the silver and black. Ever since he was traded in the middle of the night from the Oakland Raiders to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, something hasn't sat right with Raider Nation. Their guy has been gone. And for years, on top of years, on top of years, and I'm just going to speak for myself, even though I know many of you feel the same way, for years. Raider Nation has been screaming for John Gruden to return. Bring back Chucky. Get Chucky back on the sideline. Do what you got to do. Bring back Chucky. You know what I mean? That's just been, I know that's been for me. That's been my thing. And uh, finally, he returns. So you look at the last couple seasons with Jack Del Rio. Jack Del Rio did some good things in 2016. Derek Carr did a lot of good things. Almost was the MVP in 2016. They went 12-4, and four, had a really good season. Obviously, we all know how it ended with Derek Carr with a broken leg. And after that happened, it was all she wrote. But... Then regressed in a major way in 2017, 6-10. Uh, 6-10, six, six how do you go for 12-4, 6-10? Took a major step back. Team just looked like it was all over the place. Nobody was playing for each other. They were just doing their own thing. And uh, that's why the change was made. Jack Del Rio out, Chucky in. And obviously he's got a 10-year, $100 million contract. Who knows if he sees eight years of that? Who knows if he sees seven years of Who knows if he sees five? Who knows, to be honest, I've thrown this out there multiple times, and I'm not trying to jinx anything, but who knows if he even ever makes it to Vegas? There's a couple years before the Raiders actually are in Vegas. Who knows if he even makes it that far? I mean, it just, it really doesn't matter. It's, it's a, it's a year to year thing, even though he has a really lengthy contract, 10 years, $100 million. Who knows what him and Mark Davis have worked out already behind the scenes that we don't know about? That's fine. That's just for speculation. Not worried about that. But I am worried, not worried, just want to know and want to share my thoughts on what the reasonable expectations are. I've been asked that multiple times on my radio show, and uh, you can catch me on Unnecessary Roughness on ESPN Central Texas, noon to 3 Central Time, every single day, Monday through Friday. Uh, I've been asked multiple times, Q, what is your expectations for Chucky year one? Uh, My expectations are high. I don't see a guy coming in as a a new head coach with a, a big contract like that, with as much power as we all know he has, and just say, well, you just need to see the team make a step in the right direction. I'm not talking about steps in the right direction. And I'm not saying that he's supposed to be hoisting a Lombardi trophy in Atlanta at the end of the year. I'm not, I'm not saying that. But the expectations, Jack, are high. All right? I mean, simple. They, they are very, very high. What would be reasonable? You know, there's, the team was 6-10 to 10 last year. Well, that sure as hell ain't going to be reasonable. <laughs> that sure as hell ain't going to be reasonable. So what are reasonable expectations? 8-8? Eight and eight? 
No. Nine and seven? No. Ten and six should be kind of what they have to be. You know what I mean? I, I think ten and six is what the team should be. Knowing that they have a lot of talent, knowing they have an MVP caliber quarterback, uh, assuming that Khalil Mack is back in the fold and, and he's playing on the, the defensive side of the ball, he's a he's a defensive player of the year waiting to happen each and every year. With, with the guys that they have, with the talent they have, and with the coaching staff that they have, ten and six should be the minimum. Now I've been on Twitter a few times and said, "All right, the you know the the worst that could happen is the team goes eight and eight this year. That is like the 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 absolute floor, but that's not what I'm expecting. I'm expecting at least ten and six. And should be challenging for the AFC West title. If the Raiders go 10 and 6, they should at least be in the competition and the conversation to win the AFC West. And I think that those are reasonable expectations. I don't think that when you come in and you have as much power, you have as much money, you have as much, you know, shine as John Gruden has had since he's returned to the Raiders, that expectations should be any lower than that. You know, it's not about, oh, well, let's just see what, 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 what this guy could do with this team and, and get him out of the basement. No, the Raiders, they've been out of the basement. They were 12 and 4 under Jack Del Rio. That was a really stinking good year, and that was a lot of Derek Carr magic at the end. But look, they were already at 12-4. and four, You know what I mean? And without Derek Carr getting injured, who knows what happens with that season. Uh, at one point in, in 2016, I was saying that the Raiders were going to the Super Bowl. And it wasn't just because I'm a fan and I want the, I, I want the, the team to be successful. You just saw a little bit of magic. Sometimes you see magic in teams, and, and you can't explain it. You just see the magic. Well, I saw that magic in 2016, and unfortunately, I was sitting in the Coliseum uh, when when Derek Carr broke his leg against the Colts. I was sitting there with my mom and my two sons, and I just knew then, well, season's over. <laughs> That's a wrap, and, and I mean, we all know how that ended, so I'm not trying to go back to that, but I mean, if they were 12-4 and under Jack Del Rio with a lot of last-second magic from Derek Carr, then with some really good coaching, which I, I believe the Raiders have great coaches on their coaching staff, with some really good coaching, why can't they go 10-6? and six? Why can't they go 11-5? and five? Hell, why can't they go 12-4 and four and compete for the AFC West title? If you go 12-4, and four, you're winning the AFC West title, in my opinion. Look at the AFC West. Is there any clear-cut favorite? I've said multiple times that I think that the Chargers probably are the best team on paper right now just because they have the most seasoned quarterback and they have the best defense as far as we know. But Chargers always find a way to lose, right? Kansas City has just about a rookie as their their uh, their starting quarterback. Have a lot of turnover all over the team, and then Denver has a lot of questions. Is Case Keenum really good? Is he? He did really well in Minnesota, and they let him go. Why? Why? When you do really well, why would a team let you go unless if you weren't all that? So I'm thinking that Case Keenum, what he did in Minnesota, is more like fool's gold. Yeah, it worked out in, in that system, but there was a reason they went out and. And, and broke the bank for Kirk Cousins. So just throwing it out there. Always love to hear your feedback. 707-654-4693. That's 707-654-4693. Or you can hit me up on Twitter at all times, at your boy Q254. Coming up in segment number two, you will hear my one-on-one interview with Drew Hoffer from KMBR in the Bay Area. Talking Raiders. Talking expectations from this afternoon's game with the Rams. And a lot more. That's coming up next, right here on the Locked On Raiders podcast. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. You are Locked On Raiders, your daily Oakland Raiders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team 
every day. Joining me on the phone lines now to talk some Raider football is my man Drew Hoffer from KMBR 680 in the Bay Area. Known Oakland Raider fan, but absolute professional when it comes to sports, regardless of the team. You can find Drew on Twitter at Drew Hoffer. And, and first thing first, what are your thoughts and expectations, Drew, for head coach John Gruden? And, uh, you know, what you should expect to see from him in his first year back with the Silver and Black? Uh, what up, Q? How you doing, man? Yeah, listen, this entire situation with John Gruden, isn't it interesting how everything's unfolding? Um, you know what the one thing that I've noticed, and I want you to agree with me or not on this, Q, is this entire training camp this year is, is, is interesting because we haven't seen Khalil Mack, and I think that's a very, very important piece. But the way that this is being talked about, there's no sense of urgency to sign a generational player like Khalil. I'm wondering why, about maybe perhaps trading Khalil Mack, is there a situation where that could actually happen. So what I've noticed from John throughout this entire ordeal from the beginning up until now is that nobody is going to be a bigger superstar than John Gruden on the Raiders. Nobody's going to. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but that's just how I feel the way it's going to be going forward. Yeah, I can I can see where you're coming from with that. Uh, I you know I know there's a lot of speculation about about trading him and, and where he could go, but honestly, I, I talked about it uh, yesterday, and I was thinking, what could you actually trade for that would make someone say, okay, that's fair enough for Khalil Mack? You know, what I mean, I, I don't think there's a trade out there really available. Well, you'd have to package it up. You'd have to. It'd be it'd be pretty sweet. I mean, you're talking about maybe a one. Uh, a couple of twos. I mean, if, if Gruden's looking into the future, uh, let me ask you this question, Q, because this is something that I've read about and also try to put together myself. Not that I would do this, and I'm not entertaining the idea of trading Khalil Mack. Right. I'm just saying, what, what kind of value can you get for him? Mm-hmm. Uh, what about Jimmy Ward, Armstead, and a one from the Niners? For example, ah, see, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be comfortable with that. You know what I mean? But again, I'm a, I'm a Khalil Mack guy. Obviously, like you mentioned earlier, generational guy. I just don't see a guy who could be a potential defensive player of the year every single year for multiple years being a guy that I'd take, you know, a first round pick, a second round pick, and a player. I just, I wouldn't be comfortable with that. But that's me. I, I totally get what you're saying, Q. I understand what you're saying, but the one thing in my mind is going, well, why haven't they done anything yet? Right. If this guy is a generational player, which he is, and you and I both agree on that, and Raider fans can see that, why haven't they done something yet? Why is it Khalil Mack the domino to fall for everybody else in the league to see what happens with defensive players of this caliber? Everybody's seen if Khalil Mack's going to sign, if Aaron Donald's going to sign, Davian Conley, uh, Clowney. Davian Clowney is in a contract here with Houston. Khalil Mack needs to be signed on paper for the Oakland Raiders, and it is very concerning to me that he's not Q. Well, what about the fact that, you know, I mean, he's under contract this year for $13 million. They got the franchise tag. I don't want to go that route. I don't think the Raiders want to go that route. But honestly, it might make more sense to get something kicked down the line when they have, I mean, they have a lot of cap space next year. They have a ton of cap space next year. I could totally see them doing something where they work it out and they, they kick it down just a little bit, and then they open up the bank. Do they want to slow play this? I think they've already had. <laughs> this is Khalil Mack. I mean, you're right. No, you're absolutely right. They did. They absolutely played it, yes. But do we want to? Do they really want to stretch that out? Right. You want no. to piss off Khalil Mack? Listen, we've seen this time and time again in the NFL. Talent trumps everything else. Mm-hmm. And yeah, listen, the defense for the Fort, or the defense for the Raiders has been terrible. It's been the question mark, and no doubt they've been they've been pretty bad even with Khalil Mack. And well, the fact of the matter is, when a guy of like of that caliber comes along, you have to sign him. So the only thing is. I'm just a little concerned 
that there may be that discussion going on in the front office because we've seen it. We've seen it right now. When when Gruden came to town, Reggie McKenzie's power has been stripped. Yeah. This is John Gruden's team. Yes. John Gruden's making the calls. John Gruden's the rock star and the superstar for the Raiders. Now, if that's a good thing, we won't find out until they get a Super Bowl or however successful he's going to be. But that's how I feel right now, man. Just going back to my original point. Yeah, no, Nobody it, on this team is going to be a, he's going to have a bigger personality than Gruden. No, and, and that's fair. That's absolutely fair. So, so with all that being said, gut feeling, what do you think we see from uh, in week one? Do you think we see uh, Khalil Mack in the silver and black uh, lining up against the Rams? I hope so. I would love to see it. Um, I think they need it if he's not back there. What the hell are they going to do, you? <laughs> right. Listen, because that um, that is that's something that really does concern me. Uh, all three levels: defensive line, linebacking core, and the secondary uh, makes me a little bit nervous. You know the her, the news that we heard about Milifonwu. Uh, I wonder what Terry yeah. Conley is going to do this year. This is a year that he has to step up as well. So I'm I'm frustrated when I read about the defense for the Raiders because again, going into a year where the AFC. Could be a very interesting division right now. I think the Chargers may have a slight advantage over everybody else. I mean, it's just a weird division right now, don't you think? So this is an opportunity for the Raiders to jump on it, go forward, and again, we're going into the year again, wondering what the hell's going on with the defense. Yeah, you, you know, it's funny that you you, you mentioned Obi, man. I, I I call Obi the Bigfoot because we hear about how he good he could be. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's just like we never see it. You know, I, I'm not sold on him. I don't know what Gary and Conley's going to be, but I, I will say I think the defensive line, as long as Khalil Mack does uh, show show back up and is there week one, I think the defensive line's going to be solid. I like the pieces that they have up front. Yeah, see if they can generate a pass rush. Um, I, wonder, I, I just wonder, though, Q, you know, I just wonder. I wonder how Gruden's going to be able to communicate with these guys, how engaged everybody's going to be. I mean, I would hate to see the secondary get burned and torched like we have the last oh. couple of years. It's been pretty difficult to watch guys like Sean Smith. Yep. You know what I mean? It yep. has been. So with Gruden in, with, the new, uh, with this new vibe and the new culture, hopefully, that's being implemented, I want a different brand of Raider football. I want a, I want a new evolved brand of Raider football. My only concern is with Gruden in the house. We're going to get that. Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, it's got to be better than what we saw last year, right? Jack Del Rio, his team just fell off the rails, and and there was no team there anymore. It's got to be. It's got to be a couple steps better than what we saw last season. It's got to be. Yeah, I mean, I think I think just having Gruden in there, everyone's going to he's going to have everybody's ear, of course. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, I just wonder how uh, his, his communication is going to translate. Listen, there's just a lot of things that have to go. Right, I think. I mean, I'm a little concerned about what's going to go on with uh, the the offensive line. You got to keep Derek Carr up. He's the entire engine here. If he yep. goes down, it's a wrap. Forget about it. We could throw in the towel for 2018 if somehow there's a Trent Cole slipping by Donald Penn situation again this year. So it's so important that Derek Carr's upright with this offensive line playing to you at an elite caliber, uh, at an elite level that we've seen the last couple of years. You know. A couple of years ago, we were talking about this offensive line being the best in football, right up there with the Dallas Cowboys. I want to see that again this year. I'm a little concerned with the receiving core. Amari Cooper, I think, is still a question mark. I don't know what the hell happened to that guy last year. <laughs> I really don't. I wonder if it's in between the ears. Amari Cooper shouldn't be underperforming, and his production should be way up. And I just wonder what's going on. I think it's a mental thing. Yeah. Because I can't explain the drops. I can't explain... 
uh, anything that he was doing, especially late last year. I really, really, I mean, we really need Amari Cooper to step up for the Raiders this year. But it could be a very interesting receiving core with Jordy Nelson and Martavis Bryant as well. Um, so I don't know. I, I just think there's a lot of things that have to go right for the Raiders. I'm a little concerned, you know, going into the season. There's only a couple of years left before they dip out into Vegas. So I'd like to make, have them become a contender at some point. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Oakland Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. Welcome back, Raider Nation, to the Locked On Raiders podcast. I am your boy Q, host of the podcast. Uh, appreciate all the feedback and, and love that I've received already from uh, just doing a couple episodes of this podcast. It's been a, a lot of fun. And Raider Nation, I'm going to continue to bring the heat, or at least I'm going to continue to try to bring the heat. My expectations for myself are as high as my expectations are for Chucky. So I'm uh, going to try to continue to bring the heat as much as possible, and I hope Raider Nation is enjoying that. So uh, without further ado, let's get into something that I enjoyed a whole lot, and that was my talk, my one-on-one conversation with with Drew Hoffer from KMBR in the Bay. Talk a little bit of Raiders football. You can catch Drew on Twitter, at Drew Hoffer. You think they can get to uh, double digits this year? I think they have to. I think if anything else, that's going to be a fail. I mean, I've said 8-8 eight and eight is the worst that can happen, but I wouldn't be happy with that. They need to win at least 10 games this year. They really do. Boy, I don't know, man. I, I mean, God, that's, I'm just trying to think, you if that's super optimistic because L.A., Denver, was it Miami, Cleveland to start the season. All right, so mm-hmm. I can see them winning, going 2-2 two and two right there. Okay. But uh, it gets very interesting when you get to the Chargers, Seahawks, the Colts, 49. Um, the, Colts okay. could be, the Colts could be a I'm win. I'm riding with you, Q. Q. I'm riding with you. Let's <laughs> yes. go double digits. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. I love it. I love it. I'm telling you, that's just the expectations for me because it's got to be better, right? I mean, Jack Del Rio had the team at 12-4. and four. You know, so, I mean, 10, 10 wins shouldn't be uh, out of the question. It really shouldn't be. Yeah, well, it shouldn't be, but everyone's going to start. Everybody's got to be producing. Yeah. Everybody's sure. got to be producing from up at the, you know. Yep, you're right. You're right. Well, that's what they get paid to do is produce. Just like we get paid to talk and produce. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? <laughs> we got to be on our A game all the time. Well, they they need to be held accountable, too, and be on their A game. And that's part of what Chucky's, uh, you know, Chucky's doing back. He, he's holding these guys accountable. He's supposed to be, at least. Hey, when is it? When is the? Uh, when do you think this honeymoon's going to be over with with Chucky in town? Like, um, what kind of a start does you think he has to get off to to make Raider fans a little more comfortable? Because I'm telling you, if they blow it the first month of the season, what if they go one and three? Right to start the season. Where, where's that? Is that enthusiasm for Chucky still going to be around? You think? Oh no, no, it's going to be especially if Mac's not there. I mean, can you right. imagine? Listen, you know the Raider Nation yep, too. Yep. If Mac's not there and they go one and three that first month, oh, it's all, it's, on, it's, it's all bad. Black's going to be pissed. Oh yeah, you are absolutely right. Uh, John Gruden is a has been. He doesn't know what he's doing. I mean, oh yeah, I can hear. I can see all the headlines and I can hear all the radio talk. Oh yeah, it'll be all bad. <laughs> all bad. <Nah. laughs> I mean, I think. I mean, they're going to. 
What do you think about Colton Miller? I, I wonder how much pressure is going to be on him. A lot. Perform. That's a, that, that's an expensive asset that he's got to protect. Yeah, a big time uh, expensive asset. We saw what he did in the first preseason game. Uh, you know, Marshawn Lynch's big run had to get called back because of a suspect holding penalty. But all eyes are on Colton Miller, man. Especially if he he makes a uh, Donald Penn slide over to the right side, which it looks like that's what they're trying to do. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that Penn restructured his deal. Yeah, yeah, he wants to be there, I, man. He wants to be there. He believes in Chucky, so that's cool. I know, and I and that's and that's what I noticed when I, when I read about that. What I read about him freeing up some cash. Um, I don't know, Q. This entire situation again, going back to Khalil Mack. You know, I worry about how much money the Raiders have. We know Mark's not the, you know, the, right. he's not Scrooge McDuck and diving into his coin collection. <laughs> right. When he goes home, um, he he's on the lower end of as far as having having money. Mm-hmm. So I, I worry, man. I worry about exactly how that situation is going to. The only thing that I do worry about the most, I guess, is is that Chucky's ego taking over too much. Right. You know, like I said, he's going to be the biggest personality on this team. Hopefully, for the next decade, as the Raiders keep rolling and winning. But I just wonder if if that kind of if that kind of mentality is going to come back and bite somebody in the ass when you're the biggest personality on, on the team. I mean. Not that, not that this means anything, but like, look, look at this. Look how Marquette King was handled. Now Marquette does ask for it at times, and he was a little bit brash and very boisterous, very demonstrative person. But look how he handled that situation. Gruden ain't putting up with anybody who's going to be out of pocket with this team. Right. No, you're right. You're right. I mean, it's 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 going to be very interesting. It really is. And the beginning of the season is going to be a, a real test. You know, a testament of what we're going to see and and how this is going to work. Is it going to be successful or is it not going to be successful? But I'll tell you what. Right now, it better be successful. If not, like you said, Raider Nation is going to be pissed. That's the that's the right answer on that one, man. It's going to be a wild season. This is going to be a crazy. Yeah, it is. Well, I mean, we get a little bit of taste this afternoon. I mean, it's, it's 3 o'clock my time. I know it's 1 o'clock your time. Raiders and Rams, even though I'm, I'm pissed that, you know, the Rams are playing <laughs> playing the Raiders in week two of the preseason and turn around and start the season with them. I think that that's crazy, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what, what's going on with the scheduling or anything. You know what? Uh, the Rams are a very interesting group as well. I mean, we talk a lot about the 49ers uh, out in the Bay Area, but the Rams are such an interesting squad because we talked about Indonik and Sue. They keep to leave. We forget that Marcus Peters is on this team as well. Man, stud. So, um, I wonder how, how the Rams are going to face uh, adversity this year when it does happen and mm-hmm. how the mess of those personalities is going to work in that locker room because that's a lot. That's a lot of football player. Yeah. yeah, no, it, it really is. But the thing about it for the Rams, the, the blessing that they have is they have Wade Phillips and he does not care about all those personalities. He ain't worried about that. He's an old school dude. You know what I mean? Like he could hold it down. And so I think that the, the Rams and their defense is going to be just fine. Sean McVay is not even going to look at the defense. He's going to worry about the offense and making sure Jared Goff is on point and Todd Gurley's on point and, and let, uh, Wade Phillips handle that defense. He's done a hell of a job so far. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. That's some great stuff right there. Uh, uh, it's a lot of questions in Raider Nation. I, I have high expectations. I kind of convinced you to go double-digit wins as well, so I'm glad I could do that. <laughs> so <laughs> join me. Well, you know, I hope, uh, <laughs> I, I hope to see you uh, in the crowd at least for a couple of those wins. But, yeah, listen, I was trying, I was on, I was trying to figure it out myself. I had hate to see 8-8 eight and eight this year, but it's going to take 10 wins to get through this uh, AFC. And I think if yep. the Raiders – like I said, if every, if the machine's running and there's no uh, wrenches in the gears, why couldn't they do it? They have the talent. Right. 
Exactly. Exactly. If everybody's clicking, I don't see why not. And that's the thing. They're all going to have to be clicking. And, and why wouldn't they be? That's, that's what they have to do. That's what they're supposed to be doing. So I'm going to hold them, no I'm going to hold them to that level. That's what it is. 10 and 6 for me, at least. Oh, God, I would love to see that. 10 and 6 would just be great. Well, just remember who, who told you first. <laughs> your boy Q, your boy Q. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's my man Drew Hoffer right there. Can be our 680. You can catch him 7 to 10 every single night. And, uh, you know, I do want to talk about with you real quick, man. Greg Papa. Oh. Oh man! Listen, I know that has nothing to do with on the field, but that one hurt. Him not being the him not being the voice of the Raiders this year, personally, is. And I know a lot of Raider fans are, are irritated about it. There's some Raider fans that don't care. This move along. I can't believe that. Greg Popple is one of the reasons I listened. I started getting into this team and started becoming a fan. You know, he's been the voice of this team throughout my childhood. Yep. We've all grown up with Greg Popple as the voice. And I gotta be honest with you, man. I heard Brent Musburger, not impressed. Yeah, no. Not impressed at all. No, me either. Me, uh, me either. Mm-mm. I think uh, I think they made a huge, huge mistake with that. Um, not a fan. So that's going to be a little difficult to listen to going forward this year. Yeah, it is, man. It, it really hurt my feelings when Papa was uh, was out, and it, it really hurts my feelings now that he's going to be doing a pre- and post-game show for the 49ers <sighs> because you know you know what that means. I mean, if you got an ace in the in the hole like that, what, what's going to happen? He's going to be in that booth in, in no time doing, doing 49er games. That's really going to irritate man, the hell out of me. Man, <laughs> can you believe that? Yeah, man. Uh, it's so frustrating to see that, but that's that's our world cue. Yep, you know how it is, man. It's it's a wild. It's we we picked a wild one. <laughs> yeah, we did. It's fun, but it's wild. You ain't you ain't wrong. Oh God, I wouldn't <laughs> do anything else. But yeah, no, it's just it's just uh, you know, it was about, that was kind of crappy news when we heard about that out here in the Bay and uh, Greg Pop was like, I'd be doing uh doing the radio for the team anyway. It was just. Yep. That was really bad news, and I just, I gotta be honest with you, I'm just not feeling the Musburger thing. Nope, me either. Well, you know, it is what it is right now. Maybe one of us can uh, grace the booth or grace the sidelines one day for the silver and black. That'd be awesome, but... Uh... <laughs> oh, man, that would be. <laughs> great stuff, man. It's always great to catch up with you. Again, Drew Hoffer, KMBR 680, 7-10 every single night. You can catch him at Drew Hoffer on Twitter. Drew, uh, thank you so much for your time, man. This is great. I, I thought I was going to only get a couple minutes, and I got a lot, and I, I love it, man. Appreciate you so much. Thank you kindly, Q. It's always great to talk to you, sir. Go Raiders. Well, there it was right there. That was my interview with Drew Hoffer from KMBR Extended Interview. I, I thought I was only going to catch a couple minutes of, of his time because I know he was really, really busy. But, man, you start talking silver and black with Drew, and, uh, you know, he starts letting his feelings out. And good conversation, man. That's the kind of stuff I like to hear. Good conversation. Good bantering back and forth. Two, you know, so uh, between two guys that, uh, you know, both bleed silver and black. So great stuff right there from Drew Hoffer. And uh, that's basically going to be how we wrap it up, man. That's how we're going to wrap up the Locked On Raiders podcast uh great stuff from drew hoffer until next time raider nation as always just win baby enjoy the game is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the lombardi trophy either way join keith sanchez and damian parson for mock draft monday on the locked on nfl draft podcast They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.